Hi, welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast. We're on to week 15 already, and tonight's guest is a legend on the other side of the betting counter. He's a sportsbook director at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, author of Then One Day and Now Then One Year. I have the great pleasure of introducing Chris Andrews. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great, Ross. How are you? I'm doing good, yeah. Um, as I say, pleasure to have you on. I've grown up last, I don't know how many years, listening to yourself and Gil on Guests and the Lines. Some great Tuesday mornings in work, hearing your story times, laughing to myself where people are wondering probably what I'm laughing at, but um, <laughs> some, some perfect memories. And to have you on the podcast is, is an honour. Well, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, hopefully I didn't make you look too foolish uh, laughing to yourself. So, uh, but it makes me feel good. At least I made you laugh anyway. <laughs> That's it. So, Chris, obviously, you, before we get into some of the talk about the, the NFL, obviously, you've moved into the book writing and you've released two books. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the first book was really, uh, you know, a terrific seller and people really enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, and I wanted to follow up with that. Now, the first book was a lot of stories about, you know, about the, my 40 years in the industry. And most of them were pretty funny. Some of them, uh, uh, <laughs> what do they say, tragedy plus time equals humor. Some of them were a little tragic when they happened. But when you look back, they're kind of funny. Uh, so I wanted to follow it up. And my idea for it was just to go through a year in the life of a bookmaker, start from going into one Super Bowl through the next Super Bowl. So I started writing it and then 2020 happened with COVID and everything else. And uh, the, the, the final result was nowhere near what I had planned. As a matter of fact, the first chapter of the book is called uh, Men Plan and God Laughs. And that's pretty much a, a good theme because nothing happened the way we thought it was going to. But I sent it to my publisher and editor halfway through. I said, you know, is this any good? This is not what we intended. And they said, oh, yeah, this is really good. Just keep doing it. So I kept writing it. We wrote all the way through. And, you know, so far, I mean, it's just really kind of hitting the stands now. But the people that have read it really like it. And I think that, well, Natch, that, that's, that's good to hear. I tried to put in as much humor as I could. There wasn't a whole lot of humorous stuff that happened in 2020 but you know i mean and everything in the book even though there was a lot of stuff about you know covid and politics and all that i tried to keep it from uh the perspective of of sports and bookmaking and betting so that that is like the uh, lens we've looked through for the whole year and uh you know i think people enjoy it and i think it's one of those books that uh i think it'll have legs i think for years people say God, I forgot about this happened or that happened, but oh, here's a diary or journal of uh, how everything happened on a daily basis. So anyway, I'm proud of it. I think it's going to be pretty good and I think it'll sell well. And, you know, I think it'll touch some people like, and the first one definitely did. Yeah, I have no doubts. And as you say, I think it is a perfect one to look back on in years to come, as well as everything based around COVID. Obviously there's going to be a lot of memories there to be had, but I think you're right. It's, it's a perfect book to, look at how things must have ran back then and, and over that year and it, it must have been crazy for yourself obviously um people coming in and the casino shutting and that it it must have been some year to uh, without fans in the stands and and obviously you're making lines and then are you moving lines based on um home field advantages and no fans in the stadium it, it right. must have been wild right and i go through all that just my thinking you know and i wrote i wrote every day and it, even though um 
actually go back and edit it, but I never changed any of my thought processes on those particular days, you know, and some of them, they make you look kind of dumb. Like I didn't think Tom Brady was going to have a really good year, yeah. but of course he won a Super Bowl. And then, well, in the end, I even bet him to win the MVP. So I, I came around, but uh, you know, I, I did record my thoughts on each and every single day. I never went back and changed them. Uh, so you could see the way I was thinking throughout the course of the year. And you know, like anybody else, you're right a lot of times and you're wrong plenty of times too. So you know, I, I think it's enjoyable. And, and you can see how my thought process did work on a very, very unique year. Good. Perfect. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to be able to get my hands on, on a copy of it. I, um, I'll tell you uh, a, a, a story time. It'll be Chris, your own story time here. Funny story. I had Gil on um, at the start of the season and I said it to him because we mentioned about yourself and your book. So last year when I had you on the, the previous podcast that I was on, I said to my wife, it was, I think we had you on in about November time, Chris. And I said to my wife, I said, oh, I said, I had a, a guest on tonight, Chris Andrews from Las Vegas. He's just released his, his first book and that. I said, I wouldn't mind having a read of it and getting it for Christmas. So she's like, okay, okay, you know, I'll put the feelers out there and that. Anyway, as we've got closer to Christmas and she said, I've got you this book, but I think I've got the wrong book. So, so I'm like, okay, okay. So we'll see what it is. She said, look, I may as well give it you now because I think I'm pretty certain I've got you the wrong book. So she gives me this book and you know what it is? A Christian McCaffrey book. <laughs> <laughs> a book about Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, I mean, on me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I said, I don't know where, 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 that, where that mistake and breakdown in communication came from um, Christian McCaffrey to Chris Andrews. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so it was a uh, so yeah so unfortunately I was never uh, able to get my hands on it and um, and that's it so yeah so that was um, that will be my everlasting memory of, of your first book Chris it's that I got instead of getting your book I got a Christian McCaffrey book oh, okay so, well maybe he had something good to say I don't know <laughs> definitely yeah I know which one I would have preferred I know that so I do uh, I do mention it to her from time to time but um, yeah you know she doesn't watch the NFL so it's it's no surprise I should have I should have been sensible and just sorted it myself instead of right. um, instead of leaving it in the hands of the good lady <laughs> um Chris moving into the into the NFL how's the how's the season been going for for yourselves this year well you know we we didn't want to compare ourselves to last year because like like we've just been talking about last mm. year was just crazy so we really uh, all our all our comparisons are going back to 2019 and our ticket count is up. Our handle is up. You know, the wind is up a little bit. Uh, so everything's really been going well. You know, it, listen, we had a bad weekend, like everybody in the entire industry did, but we, uh, you know, I had a meeting with my bosses this morning and we looked at it and I said, you know, our, our numbers are still right where they should be. So that tells you, you know, we really were having a pretty good year going into this weekend. And, uh, you know, even though we got our butts kicked a little bit, you know, the numbers are still holding up. And like we were, I just had lunch with them again and we were laughing. I said, well, this should be a big week. They got plenty of money and we've got a really a fantastic schedule. So I think we'll make up uh, a lot of those losses and at least, at least we'll have a chance to anyway. Oh, good. That's it. Well, wow. so it's good for yourselves as, as we're the betters, then, then maybe not for, for us. But um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, 
a bit of a strange week. Obviously, all, all the favourites were covering and um, and then going into last night's game, obviously, then there was a lot of talk I've seen on, on Twitter how then people were going to start betting the Rams because how that couldn't continue and things like that. It's never a good way to bet, in in my opinion. It worked out, obviously, the, the Rams winning. But, um, but yeah, it's... Um, I mean, the, I suppose it was a small upset, wasn't it, last night, the Rams beating the Cards, with obviously the, the late news coming out with Jaleen Ramsey and Tyler Higby going on the COVID list. Um, did that end yeah. up being a, a good result for yourself? Yeah, I was going to say, it was one of the few games we won all week. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was the late, you know, because all, all week we really wrote Rams business. Uh, but in that last, maybe, probably less than an hour, last half hour or so, when the news came out about Ramsey, Higby, there's a couple other guys on that list too. Then all the money started coming in on Arizona. And, uh, you know, at the end of the night, we wound up needing the Rams, which, uh, you know, we just got very fortunate there. And, uh, you know, like, like we talked about that, the, um, the news of availability, uh, which is big every season in the NFL, uh, you know, once we get to December, I think it's going to be even bigger nowadays, you know, cause we're throwing COVID into the mix and, uh, last I looked, I had the NFL channel on. I think there was 36 players across the league uh, that did test positive this week. And there's a couple clusters. I mean, the Browns have had uh, some issues. Um, I think the Rams actually another team that has more issues. Uh, so uh, that's well, we really have to stay on top of the news. And, um, you know, that's uh, we'll see what happens going forward, because I guess some of the guys that are are vaccinated as long as they get two positive two negative tests before game time they're still eligible to play so you know you have to keep your eyes on all this stuff and it's uh, something we watch every year but this year's even more so do you, do you pull the lines chris then straight away so as soon as you hear people like Jaleen ramsey tyler higby out maybe to you literally as soon as you hear that noise take the line down uh sort of reset and then and then put up a new line or is it a case of if someone sees that news quicker that they that they can quickly snatch a line the, the price as it is there or is it sort of as you sort of yourself as soon as you see it that it's the line comes down and then you wait well it's case by case basis you know mm-hmm. we have a couple of guys i don't want to mention their names yeah. but when i see them coming back to back on a couple of things first thing i say well i wonder who died for the other team that's <laughs> pretty much what they bet uh, so, like I said, we see them a lot of times. We take it down pretty quickly. We try to get it up, back up as soon as we can. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I don't. I'm not sure there's just one blanket rule. Um, you know, er- everything is case by case. Just kind of depends on what's going on. And you know, sometimes they're just a move. You know, a half point. You know, somebody's just betting. Uh, you know, those we don't ever want to take down. But sometimes with the news, you know, we take it down and try to reevaluate as quickly as we can and get it back up. Yeah, I know there's certain uh, instances with just normal sorts, sports books, especially in the UK, that when, uh, say, for instance, when, um, when um, sorry, Aaron Rodgers went out with COVID against the Chiefs earlier this season, a few people jumped on on uh, so, some sports books at that news and backed the Chiefs and actually had their accounts um, taken off them after the uh, after the event. Um, do you have any feelings on on that or? Do you sort of agree that um, obviously they've they've obviously snatched a, a stale line? Um, do you have any opinion on that, Chris? Well, that's just part of the business. You yeah, know? <laughs> I don't like doing that. You know, no. um, 
you know, I, I shouldn't say, you know, we, you know, my higher ups have had me close a couple accounts. And yeah. They're not banned. They, you know, we just want them coming in. Like uh, my boss is Michael gone. He's the owner of this place. So again, remember first thing we are is a casino. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a sports book, but the primary business is a casino. So we want people coming in and, you know, nobody's ever been banned at the counter and they come in and beat us on a game, you know, God bless. It's just the way it works. And, you know, the limits on the app, the phone accounts is you know, really not a phone account. It's just an app. Uh, we, uh, we keep those low, but you know, there's certain guys, they come in, they beat you on numbers and that's just the way it goes. Now, I don't like, I, I, I def, I don't like banning anybody. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I suppose it's different with the UK because like you say, you've got the casino there, which, which pulls in more money routes here. It's, it's obviously the betting on online and, and there's less, less things for them to ban. So it's, I suppose, easier to ban here to a certain extent. Um, Kansas City Chiefs probably wish they could play the Raiders every week. <laughs> I think a lot of teams feel like they can play the Raiders. Well, they have one good game in the last like six weeks. They beat the Cowboys in a big upset yeah. on uh, Thanksgiving Day. But other than that, they've been, uh, I think it's about six weeks now that they've really been in a tailspin. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that's a team that just got exposed and they, they had coaching issues and, some other things and Waller's been hurt too. That's, that's a big thing for them, but you know, um, they, they, one player shouldn't affect you that much, but it, especially when it's a non quarterback, but in this case it did, and, you know, I don't know if they could turn it around or not. They might be able to, but I doubt it. Yeah. And, and I think I'm still not, so, I mean, I know, well, I'm not sure if you remember, but I'm a big Kansas city fan, but I'm still not yeah. sold on. Unfortunately, us maybe getting to the big game again this year. I just, I think the defense is obviously massively improved, but um, I still think there's some question marks there with this offense. And if the defense can keep to the level they're playing at at the minute, I'm a little bit doubting. I I understand what you're saying, but I I would also say it's just totally wide open. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, New England's playing great right now. Buffalo's been kind of up and down. You know, the Colts are coming on. But, I mean, I don't see anybody that's just that dominant that you would say, oh, no way Kansas City could beat them. I mean, I, that, that's just not true. I mean, but I mean, I would say that by, you know, there's probably 10 teams in the league or even 12 that I would say that, you know, they could easily win this thing and not surprise yeah. me all that much. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is one of the most open seasons for seen for a long time, to be honest, where anyone could be coming out of that AFC and probably the NFC to a certain extent as well. Um have the Cowboys, do you think, sealed the division with that win, even though they tried to let Washington get back in right at the death? Well, I think they probably have. You know, Washington, that's another team that's had a lot of injury problems. Um, you know, so I think that that's, that's just a team that's really beat up. I don't think they're in a position to, to take advantage of the Cowboys, who are uh, – I don't want to say they're falling apart. They're really not, but they're just not playing that well. A lot of it is Dak Prescott. I don't think he's ever been – that good uh, since he's come back off that injury. And I think some of it might even be psychological. Um, you know, that's, well, I guess that's easy for me to say, but I think right now, uh, you know, running, not, not that he was particularly a running quarterback, but he was certainly a mobile quarterback and he just doesn't seem to have that mobility, but he doesn't even look like he's trying to have it. So I think that's affected his game. And listen, sometimes, you know, that, you know, it, it's just the whole mechanics. If your plant foot is kind of off, you know, that's going to kind of throw your whole passing game off. And right now, I think he's a little bit inaccurate, but the rest of the team is kind of carrying him. They do have a good team all in all, but 
but you know, when your quarterback's not playing well, it's hard to win, but I, you know, I think they've pretty much wrapped up the division, not, not so much that they're playing so great, but I just don't think Washington is in a position where they're going to be able to make up two games uh, in, in these last four to, to overtake Dallas to win that, that division. Yeah, and, and, and it is a perfect point. I, I do think Prescott is definitely not running as much. As you say, he's not a Jaleen Hurts or, or Lamar Jackson, but he definitely was able to run a lot more than what he has decided to do for, as you say, whether it's in the back of his mind or what this season. I mean, even on his usual weekly prop yardage of his running, is way down to, to what it was in previous yeah. seasons. Um, I think you're right, it takes something away from from his game and and also defenses then obviously can play a little bit more to to lean in a certain way so I think it's a perfect point Chris um the Ravens how much of a loss do you think Lamar will be this week and obviously if this ankle injury lingers as well with obviously him him being a proper running quarterback well, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's one of those deals where his game really does rely on his legs probably more than any quarterback in the league right now. Um, you know, his game has kind of faltered too. You know, again, Gil and I had talked about it earlier this season, uh, even though he was unanimous MVP a couple years ago, and I thought that was well-deserved. Uh, I thought he looked actually better this year uh, better in the sense his fundamentals, I thought, were a little bit stronger. Uh, his release, now he never had a slow release, but this year I thought that his quick release was quicker than I'd ever seen. And that's really important, actually, for a quarterback. But he still uh, relied a lot on his legs. I think that over the course of this season, I think some of the, uh, some of the defense have kind of gotten wise to him a little bit. Uh, he's just not playing nearly as well. Now, that being said, I was almost hoping they wasn't playing this week because I was looking to take a big number with the Ravens because I don't know how they do it, but that's one of the ugliest teams that just keeps winning games. And I think it, uh, a lot of credit has to go to John Harbaugh. I think he's a terrific coach, um, and he's just figured out some ways to win ugly. But with uh, Jackson in the lineup, and I think he will be in the lineup, I think it's probably moved a number, you know, probably about three points, something like that. Uh, and I, I you know, like I said, I was, I was looking to maybe make a play on Baltimore, getting a big number, but now it's four and a half and five. I was hoping to get like seven and a half or something like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think Jackson's certainly going to play, but I think it will impact them. And to tell you the truth, I, I'd like, I'd like Baltimore more if he wasn't playing. Of course, you get extra points for that, but I would like him a little bit more if he wasn't playing. But I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, you know the the supposedly Rodgers has a bad toe or whatever, and uh, I think he's just looking to get out of practice this week more than <laughs> more than it's actually going to affect his uh, playing on the field. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I suppose when you get to his stage of his career and what he's done, he can he can get uh, get a few rest days shouted in like that, can't he? Um, I totally agree. I, I would have happily been taking the Ravens with Huntley at, uh, at seven. Um, happily would have took them in the, in yeah, this game. Me I mean, with, with Lamar and like you say, now it down to the four. I'd probably, if I took the Ravens, in some ways, I'd maybe more lean to the money line more than more than maybe anything. Just to take it going for that extra bit of value on them because I do. I think they're live in this spot um, for this game. But, yeah, I, agree. Um, I said they they went ugly. They just, yeah. I mean, it's it's one thing to do it occasionally. They've been doing it for years, you know. So I mean, I don't know. I think definitely a very very live dog. They're playing 
playing a Green Bay team that's playing very well, but you know, you can't go to the well too often in the NFL. And I always say you got to uh, buy low and sell high. And I think it's a perfect spot to do exactly that this week with both these teams. Um, Bucks Bills played a played out a cracker. Do you think possibly they could meet again? I suppose with how you've just said about how wide open it is that that yeah, quite easily they could meet again. Well, I think yeah, they they definitely have a shot. Uh, you know the Bills. You know, I don't know I, that that the whole running back situation. I know a few people have talked about it. They didn't have a a, a running back run a play from scrimmage. I mean, I think the first running back play was out of punt formation on a trick play. Uh, I mean, that that's just no way to win in the NFL right now. They really rely on Josh Allen. And I know the kid's been terrific. He's kind of dropped out of the MVP race uh, in the last couple of weeks. But uh, and I think he's a terrific quarterback that really fits that team well. But that's just not the way to win in the NFL. And their defense isn't nearly as good as it was last year. But all that being said, they showed a lot of guts last week playing, you know, which I think is probably the best team in the league, Tampa Bay. Uh, they were down heavy and came back strong and, you know, I almost pulled that game out. You know, so, I mean, I wouldn't count them out quite yet, but I don't think they are as good as last year. But, you know, in the NFL, you get to the playoffs, it's one and done the whole way through. And uh, when you have a, a, a great athlete like Allen, uh, he can win a game for you. If he can win one, he can win the next one too. So we'd have to see. I think it's a little bit of a long shot right now, but I think, yeah, they're certainly in the hunt. And I think Tampa Bay right now, I think that's the cream of the crop in the NFC, but I think the NFC is very, very strong. Uh, the first five or six teams. So even though I think they're the best team, the best team doesn't always win. Yeah. Yes. I think I, I agree. I think they are the cream of the crop of the NFC. But that is no no guarantee. Um, a, a good value loser that I had when you talk about the running game. I had a uh, Devin Singletary under under thirty one and a half rushing yards in that game. Huh. Didn't have a run till the third quarter. Blast yeah. off his first run for twenty nine yards, and then a second run for eighteen yards. And I, I think he had three carries in the game. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a lovely uh, good value That's loser. Brutal. That That's brutal. <laughs> if someone had said to me he's only going to get three carries and you got thirty one and a half against that Buccaneers front uh, front line, I would have been uh, more than happy. So, smart. Um, smart. but the, the love of NFL. Um, before we uh, go into Week Fifteen, any thoughts on your Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris? Oh man, where do we start? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, there's there's just a lot of issues, you know, and you know, I kind of alluded to it. You know, great athletes can win games in the NFL just with big plays here and there, and they have a few of those guys. Uh, and you can see they've won some games, including against the Buffalo Bills early uh, in the season. I think we've won, uh, so they can make some big plays occasionally. But there's just a lot of holes on this team. Uh, the offensive line, I know they drafted a lot of linemen. You know, center's definitely a problem. Uh, they they just have – I'm still very old school. I think your offense starts at the offensive line, and they have some big problems there. Um, I, I hope they can address that in the offseason. I mean, I, listen, I know everybody's down on Roethlisberger, and I am too. He's not what he was four or five years ago, but he's not terrible. Um, he still plays fairly well at times. Uh, I thought he really played well the second half of that game the other night. I mean, he, he obviously did. Um, 
but they have to address that pretty soon. And, you know, some of the issues on the defensive line, you know, again, they have a couple of really good players, but there's just not a lot of depth, certainly in the defensive backfield when Hayden missed a couple games, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick was out a couple games, TJ Watt up a couple games. So these are terrific players and every one of them could be pro bowl players, but, uh, when they're all missing at once, just the lack of depth uh, really hurt them. And they haven't drafted all that well in the last couple of years. Like I said, they got a couple of guys that they have drafted at the top of the draft that have really helped. But over the years, you've seen the, not just the Steelers, but every team has to do well with their later round draft picks or even some free agents that come in and help them. And right now, they really don't have too many of those players. Yeah, I think you are. And I like, I like Mike Tomlin. And- I think he does a really good job for the Steelers. Um, they've got some interesting games coming up. They're still still well in with maybe a chance of the playoffs, but uh, there is there's going to be some fun games in that division to finish off the season between them, the Browns, the Bengals, and the and the Ravens for sure. Um, well, that's the thing. Everybody in that division has some serious problems, yeah. so they they could. They're probably the least likely to win that division at this point, but they're not totally unlikely. I mean, just like I said, all the other three teams have their own share of problems. And if they sneak in there in a very, I don't want to call it a real weak division, but it's a competitive division with no one strong team. So they could sneak in there. I'm, you know, keeping my hopes alive, but I, I kind of feel it's a false hope, but uh, you know, what the hell, that's what life is sometimes. So we're on to week 15, which, maybe will now become COVID week, the way uh, we're having people drop left, right and centre. And has there been a bit of a... Sh- Obviously, we're still really early into the week. It's only Tuesday. But have you noticed a bit of a drop-off on people betting anything at the minute, Chris, with obviously the last night's news of over 30 players, tonight's news of another 20-odd players that are, have dropped. Are you noticing a dip from usual Monday and Tuesday's action with with this or still the same same sort of... No, That's I, going on. matter of fact, I'd say the exact opposite. When okay. I got in this morning, I got in about you know nine thirty our time, and uh, talking to my people here, and the first thing is, "Holy cow, you guys have been really been busy this morning," because <laughs> we had a lot of action. Now, like I said, part of it I think is the fact that we have a very good schedule this week. You have a terrific Thursday night game. You got two pretty good games on Saturday, and uh, we have the bowl games too, which I know probably isn't that big in the UK, but it certainly is here. Uh, we have a big college schedule on Saturday. So yeah. I think uh, that's all been part of it. So w- we've been really busy today. Uh, part of it's following the COVID news, but also a lot of it's just been betting action. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, the betting not only has not slowed down, but it's actually increased this week for run- one reason or another. Yeah, the, the bowl games are big over here, Chris. We get nearly all, all the bowl games here. Oh, great. Um, we get college games on every, every week here and that. I tend not to, last couple of years, I haven't watched college as much as I would have liked, but with a family life and NFL, there's just no way, it's just way too hard to manage both. But the bowl games, I always, um, I'll always watch a few of them because as you say, there's some terrific matchups there and they're both going for it. It's uh, it's really good. So, so yeah, yeah, the bowl games are, are really big over here. Um Obviously, the big matchup and the future FC Championship game, the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the big one this week. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine watching this one without a bet? I, I, I personally could not. I can tell you that. 
my mate sent me a message earlier to say he really wants to bet the Texans, but he's just not sure how how he can do it. I just, I just said, I, I know it's it's one of them games where you sort of want to take the whoever the dog is in the game and and just uh, see. But they're so both so bad that I just don't think I could um I could do it. <laughs> well, um, we're booking it, so I'll have it on one of my TVs, but I don't plan on watching it a whole lot. I can tell you that. <laughs> crazy um no there is some good games and, and a return obviously to the saturday and saturday games um is there any uh, any of the games where you'd like to be on one side of the market chris um not really no um i, I think the colts game um is very interesting that's going to be the saturday night game mm-hmm. um there's a bit of a rivalry there, mostly on the Colts side. There's a lot of bad blood, actually bad blood both ways. Um, so right now the money is on the Colts. You know, they've, they've really kind of geared themselves to this game. Uh, but I would not sell the Patriots short. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Belichick certainly knows that this rivalry exists and isn't uh, going to be unprepared. I think this number might get to three. If it does get to three, I think I'd probably want to go in needing the Patriots. But, uh, you know, we've got a long way to go here. And I'm trying to read the tea leaves a little bit because I and just I, I follow some of the Indianapolis uh, sports writers, and this is a huge, huge game for them. So um, I think this is going to be a big test for both teams. I'm really looking forward to it. But I, I don't particularly have a side that I like. But like I said, I think if it got to three, which it might, I would prefer to go in needing New England. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. I think if it got to three on New England, I think I'd have to be looking at, at betting on my in my head. I'm thinking Billy always takes away the other team's best option, and if he can work out a way to to slow down Jonathan Taylor, that um, and put it in Wentz's hands, will they be will will Wentz be able to do enough to win it? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd want my money relying on on Wentz and. You know how good Bill is at taking away them te- the team's yes. best players, um, but that the Patriots' run defense has been brutally bad as well. So, is it something that he can fix? I, I'm not going to discount someone as good as him. Put it that way. Um, shame it's a twenty past one in the morning UK time for us, but uh, <laughs> luckily it's a Saturday night, so it can be a red eyes on the Sunday, so it's not too bad. Um, Chiefs Chargers, as you as you recently mentioned another absolute cracking game that is for for my Kansas City Chiefs obviously as a fan I'm I'm hoping we win I think at the three I'm sort of oddly maybe a little bit more towards the Chargers I feel um Chris Jones obviously is out for Kansas City which is going to be a big loss to how well that defense has been playing um I think Rashawn Slater is out uh... for the Chargers You there, Chris? Yeah, we're getting a little interference Sorry. here for some reason. That's so. okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, we opened this game three and a half. Our feet, we wound up going to four. Then this morning, uh, they took the four. They took the three and a half. So we're we're at three right now. Um, I don't. I I don't really. I I thought three and a half was really a good number. So you know, we're cutting it pretty close. Minus three or plus four. Uh, you know, so I, I'm going to go in needing whoever I need to let the let the betters determine determine it for me. Um, but you know, I think you know, like I said, so far here we are. Uh, numbers been up for less than 24 hours and already doing a ton of business on that game and 
we'll have a, a, an awful lot by Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. I'm. Uh, I can't wait. It sort of feels like whoever whoever wins this game, I, I think probably has a very good chance. That's the division. Um, just going into the the schedules of them. Obviously, if the Chargers win. That that's, that's unbeat the Chiefs twice, and I think they've got the Texans, the Giants, and I'm not sure who their who their other game is against. But I can't see them slipping up against the Texans and Giants. And right, it's the Chiefs have got to play the Steelers, the Bengals, and and Denver, which isn't the easiest of stretch, uh, stretches coming in. I think one one home game, two away out of them. So I, I think this really is a game where if the Chiefs are going to win the division. Um, and not have to go the wild card route. This this is a huge game for them. Implications. Absolutely, and no doubt about it. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you have got the Titans Steelers. Does it sort of feel a little bit as, how you've just sort of mentioned about the Steelers? Is this is this a, a must win game as much as I don't love the, the comment must win, but is is this the game that they really have to win? Yeah, I think they really do. Uh, first of all, any team in this position really has to hold serve at home. And I, you know, I know the money's kind of been on the Titans a little bit, but that, that's a team that's also been pretty banged up. Um, you know, they, they beat a very bad Houston team the other day. And, you know, they, you know, listen, you know, they, I, I guess if you just look at the score, they looked okay, but you know, you start going through the numbers, they, you know, they, they really didn't play that well. They just beat a team that was really bad. You know, so I, I'm not all that uh, enamored with the with the Titans in this spot. And, you know, I mean, the Steelers still have, you know, they do have a lot of pride. They do have a couple of those big play athletes. Um, you know, I think this game should have been closer to pick. Uh, but, you know, that being said, we're getting a lot of money on the Titans. And I'm sure come post time, we'll probably need the Steelers unless things uh, change rapidly. Yeah, Um Steelers as underdogs always seem to be so good as well. Whenever they've been getting points under Tomlin, when it's when they're heavy favourites that the they're always the major disappointment. Oh, yeah. Always seems. Yeah, they they, the, they always lose to a team they're never supposed to lose to. That's yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously you got the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, big division game there. Um, Dallas obviously quite hot favourites, probably deserved. They sort of let Washington back into that game, didn't they? And Glennon, yeah. I think that how how they sort of it was like really garbage time points, wasn't it, against the Chargers that the Giants put up? Um, I suppose 10 and a half feet feels fair. Yeah, these, I, you know, tell you the truth, I'd love to bet against both these teams if they weren't playing each other. You yeah. know, the Giants, I think, uh, you know, early in the season, you know, the preseason, I think, you know, before the season started, I was doing my work and I think I was talking to one of my people here and I said, you know, I really think the Giants have a pretty good chance to you know, make some noise this year. I don't know if they can make the playoffs, but I think they'll be knocking right around that 500 mark. And by the time we got to, I think, game one, I think I wound up telling her, I said, you know what, scratch everything I said about the Giants. They're going to be terrible this year. And they have been terrible. And uh, they look to me like they're even, um, you know, I, I hate to say quit. I I, I don't really like, because yeah. your pride is just on the line every single snap in the NFL. But I, I think I, I think the difference is like what's your preparation going into the game? Because like when these guys line up, you know, you got the other guy who's really trying to beat the hell out of you. So I mean, you're not going to quit on a on a play uh, per se, but it's your preparation going into the week. And I think right now the Giants certainly don't want to 
put in the necessary work. They know they're not going anywhere. There may be a new, I think they're going to keep the coach, but I think, I think there may be a new general manager. There's going to be a lot of shake up there. Uh, the Cowboys conversely, like we said, you know, Dak's just not playing that well. And uh, that team really invests a lot of money in him and they do have some other good players, but he's still, you know, that it kind of like, you know, I guess fulcrum is I'm trying to show off my college education. You know, everything kind of goes off of him a little bit. You know, um, it's not always logical, but that is kind of the way the whole team performs in there. And he's not playing well. And I think the team right now is a little vulnerable. And obviously you've got obviously Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they're, I don't know how, how you could trust anything to do with, with them at the minute. He's coming in, then they're putting Walker in, then he's, He's thrown an inception. It's like eeny, meeny, miny, mo kind of um, business with with what they're doing. Do you, do you see this game where the Bills just really just put them to the sword and run it up on them and, and leave town with, well, not leave town, they're at home, but, uh, and just really, where, where did Carolina score a lot of points in this game to keep keep close with them? Well, that's funny you mentioned it because I, I talked about it on Gil's show on, you know, we went through the line. I said, you know, the guy, Listen, I hate laying big chalk in the NFL, but I think Buffalo absolutely massacres this team. And that's that's the way I think. I think this number should have been much closer to uh, to two touchdowns. Um, we're looking like, you know, 10, I think, is really the predominant number right now. 10, 10 and a half right in there. I guess 10 and a half still. But I thought this, this should have been at least 14 uh, and maybe even higher. I just think that, again, kind of the same same theme I talked about with the Giants. I think you know Carolina is a team that has a ton of problems. It has to be a big shakeup there in the off season. Uh, you know Cam Newton. Um, you know when things are going great, he's strutting around. He's giving you that Superman pose and all that. But once uh, once things turn against him, uh, he bails on you pretty quick. And uh, I don't. I just don't see them staying in this game at all with Buffalo. So I think Buffalo kills them. That's one, you know, I don't like to play too many favorites, but that's one. I'm going to do my best to go into this game needing Buffalo because I think. They, they like the Panthers. Clearly if Josh Allen is healthy, you know, he's a competent enough quarterback that he could kill this team as well. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think so. Um, is there any of the other Slater games there, Chris, that you wanted to talk about before we get into the questions? Anything that sort of jumps out where you feel that maybe someone's not getting enough or, or too much? Um, it's not, I mean, it's, it's like I say, usually I like to give out some picks on here, but I, I really, there's nothing that I'm really running to the counter to bet, as yeah. I said before, we come on online that with all this COVID news. And Phil, just quickly mention about Philadelphia. Obviously, at the minute, they're minus four and a half, but the way they've been getting bet lately, late into the week. Do you see any reason why that is, Chris? Is there anything that's made you see what people are, are loving about this team and and why there's such a big move late on in the week? I've talked about a little bit on Gil's show. I try to do like some forensic handicapping when, uh, especially when they bet one team uh, fairly consistently. Uh, now that doesn't mean that they're right, believe me, because they've been betting the Giants all year. And I don't think they've been successful with it. Uh, they do bet Philly quite a bit. I think part of it, I, I think they look at the, the defensive personnel and that really influences them. And right now, if you look throughout uh, the league, uh, defenses have kind of swung the pendulum a little bit back their way. 
for a variety of reasons. I think if you look at uh, overall QBR, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they're way down this year. And I think QBR is a good stat that I like to look at. And I think at one point, uh, Scott Kazmer, if anybody follows him on Twitter, he's a really good quarterback analyst. Uh, analyst. Um, he talked about, he said, at one point, I think about maybe three weeks ago, uh, Matthew Stafford had the best QBR in the league. He said, had this been last year, he would have been like 20th in the league in QBR. So the, ch- the change has come kind of rapidly. And I think part of it, I think some of these handicappers uh, are looking at it from a defensive standpoint first, or at least more, let's say more importantly than the offense. And I think they, I, my hunch, and I don't know anything for hundred percent sure, but I think they look at this Philly team and like their defense. And that's why they're attracting uh, money almost every week. And here's a spot here. They're playing a team that is, uh, I, I think pretty much banged up. Um, the early money did come in on Washington, mostly when they said Heineke was going to be um, healthy. But we had taken some money on Philly before that. And I think the money will come back in on Philly by, by week's end. So, um, you know, that, that's my, you know, somewhat educated guess on that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if you wanted to bet Philadelphia, then now's the, now's the time to do it with what's gone on over the last few weeks. And that, especially with more news, I suppose, coming out with Jalene Hurts and, and his injury. As the week and the practice reports start coming out, you you might see they say he's a totally full go and uh, it'll be unlimited sort of thing. That um, that yeah, that he'll be um, you'll see a more of a move towards them. Um, okay, Chris, we'll go into some questions and that. Um, is there any other games you wanted to talk about, Chris? Or are you okay with that? Well, I'll give you one more game that I yeah. think you know. I think some of these teams are really on the bottom. And I think, you know, like I said, I hate to use the word quit, but I just think that these teams don't prepare properly during the course of this of the week. And I would put the Jets in that category. Dolphins are playing some pretty good football right now. The Jets are just a complete disaster. And that's another n- number. I mean, you're looking at eight and a half, nine, something like that. Uh, I thought this number should have been much closer to 13 myself. So, uh, yeah, I just think the Jets uh, right now, um, they're going to have trouble scoring and, Miami's playing decent football all of a sudden after having uh, kind of that early season where they, they looked like they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, but they have certainly rebounded. And I think Flores is a very good coach and he's got this team playing well. I, you know, like I said, I, I hate giving outsides because I am a bookmaker and I re- I'm in some contests, but I don't really bet individual games, but, uh, but I think the dolphins absolutely annihilate the jets this week. Hey, wow. And, and like you say, that Tua and Waddle connection is uh, is brilliant. Uh, they, they just seem to be connecting everywhere, all over the field at the minute. Just uh, every every play, it seems like he's hitting Waddle in a, in ample space. And, that. and as you say, the, the defence is good and that, and the Jets just haven't. Apart from they got out them a couple of quick scores the other week, and then they, they literally did nothing else. Um, was it against the Saints, was it, I think? Um, where they put up a few uh, early so, scores. Yeah, but, uh, Saints, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, money, money showed on the Jets too, which I did had no idea why, but they did. No, no. Um, okay, on to some questions. I've got a couple of questions from Twitter and and that, Chris. I've got one from what a name, Hustle the Blue Nose Muscle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I read and hear, I read and hear a lot about public tending to bet overs and favorites. At any point, do the public move a line and number and a what point are you on the side of the book? Well, 
you know, I, one of our philosophies here was to, you know, take, take care, uh, you know, watch the straight bets and the parlays will kind of take care of themselves eventually. That strategy didn't work all that well last week. <laughs> um, but I think really when you're, when sometimes you're debating between two numbers, you know, should I be at six and a half or seven? Should I be at nine and a half or 10? Something like that. And then, you know, cause you know, it's just not always cut and dry. And I always say there's, there's wise guys on both sides of games, depending on what the number is. And uh, sometimes if you're debating between two numbers, then yeah, I let, I let the, I let the public influence me as far as like uh, which which number to go between those two, but otherwise I I, I try to you know ignore them's not quite the right word, but just weigh them very lightly as I you know look look at the numbers. I yeah, like I said the guy the sharp guys betting straight bets we pay much more attention to them, but yeah and there's a little you know especially betting favorite and over dog and under most most of the public doesn't bet dog and under they're usually betting favorite and over. And there could be a little advantage if there's a blowout. And, you know, it happens every so often, like it did last week, and we got banged around pretty good. But, you know, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, whenever I'm uh, watching the NFL with some friends that only sort of tend to watch the NFL a little bit or the Super Bowl, no one wants me to give them an under bet. They only want an over bet. Whatever, oh, whatever yeah. it is, just an over bet. And that. They, don't, yeah. they don't want to be cheering on an under in a, in a game they're going to watch with a, a few drinks together and that. So, um so yeah, as you say, that that's just the way the public side of it is always is always going to be. Um, we've got a, one a couple of answered from from a, a follower called McGregortron. Another good name. These people come out of these names, and I'm just basic. <laughs> um, Chris, he says that you you rank the Bills quite high early in the season. Um, what's happened? Are they still contenders? Which I suppose they are. Well. You know, contenders, I'd say, yeah, but I mean, it, I think at one point, and again, I usually talk about it on Gil's show where I have well, the top grades or the lowest grades, <clears throat> and it's a it's a grading system. I always tease Gil. I said, you know, these aren't these aren't essay questions; they're you know very uh, math oriented, um, and they they played very well, and they were blowing out some teams. I know they lost that early game to Pittsburgh, but other than that, they're blowing yeah. out some teams. Uh, but it's kind of caught up with them. I think they're seven and six now, and uh, they're they're not playing great football, even though you know, they played a pretty good game the other night. Uh, so they've dropped down. But you know, Ross, like we said, right now there's there's a whole bunch of contenders. Um, I'm not sure how highly I'd put them up the ladder. They most certainly have dropped off from where they were early in the season, but. You know, I mean, like I said, the best team doesn't always win. There's always a team that comes out of nowhere. And, you know, even like last year, even though at the end of the year, Tampa Bay was the best team, but they got in as a wild card. They played all their games on the road, you know. So, I mean, could it happen? Yeah, absolutely. But right now, it doesn't, doesn't look too promising for the Bills, I would say. And who would you have as your Super Bowl matchup? I know it's a bit tough because, like you say, there is so many involved. But um, just out of all of them, what, what would you say? Oh, God, I, I hate to say this because if it were to happen, the media and all the everything oh, would just God, drive yeah. me absolutely insane. <laughs> they probably know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. But right now, I think I think it's most likely for New England to play Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me as a bookmaker and as a businessman, I think, oh, my God, that would be fantastic. Because it would be. We would write yeah. so much business. It would be incredible. But as just uh, – a fan and a guy uh, 
sitting in his office, it would drive me absolutely bananas because the media, they'll have a million different storylines. And by the time they kick off, I think I'll be absolutely insane with all that crap. So uh, part of me wants it, but a bigger part of me kind of doesn't. So we'll, yeah. But if you're asking, put a gun to my head and say, what's the most likely scenario? That would be it. And, and, the, and the resale ticket price on, on a matchup like oh, that would be astronomical. God. I mean, you, you dread to think the stories you'll hear of some of them prices going for tickets. Um, as, as from a book point of view, what would be the best and worst result? Is it, have you got any details on, on that? Well, right now, Tampa, we're in really good shape with them. I, mean, I like them really from the start. Um, you know, they, uh, everybody knows it kind of, I think all 22 starters were back from last year. That's not always a good thing, by the way, but I felt that, you know, with Brady in there, that's going to be a team. It's going to be, you know, pretty hard to beat as far as that goes. So they're, they're the best team, certainly out of the NFC for us out of the AFC, you know, at this point, I mean, it's, it's a hell of a long shot, but the Bengals, we make a fortune on the Bengals. You know, it was one of those deals where um, I have a, uh, one of my supervisors here. I have her kind of watching the futures for me. Uh, and I told her early on, I said, keep her on the Bengals. I think this team's a little better than people think. So I've had them a little bit low during the course of the year. So we're in real good shape. I don't, I, listen, I don't even know if they have the, a, ch- a great chance to make the playoffs, but they yeah. do have some chance. And I really think, I think Burrow is a terrific quarterback. I hate their coach. I think he's, I think he's terrible. Uh, I think he could really hold them back. But you know, once again, that that's the best scenario. You're asking me, you know, the possibilities, and I, th- I think they're remotely possible. But it's definitely remote. Um, obviously, you've got William Hill now in Vegas, and I think is there talk of DraftKings, etc., maybe doing the same um, and moving into Vegas. Will that? Do you think that will have any effect on the casinos, or just this? Just plenty of business to go around and maybe with the the bit more of a threat of restrictions quicker in some of these books like the William Hills, the DraftKings, that most of the pro bettors will just stay at the casino anyway? Well, you know, I mean, ever since PAPS uh, got overturned and everybody's asked me what, what I think this will do to the market, and I said it from the beginning, I said, I, I, it may hurt us in the short run, which it did not. I said, but it, overall, it's going to definitely grow the market. And it has done exactly that. It's just grown the market considerably. I told you our numbers are way up, but I've talked to other guys around town. Their numbers are up as well. So we're not the only ones. So I think no matter who comes to town, whatever they do, um, you know, we're going to be in great shape. I think, you know, us personally at, at South Point, uh, we, we run a great store here and I don't mind competing with anybody. Uh, but I, I think all this, Overall, there's been some unintended consequences, but I think that, uh, like I said, overall, it's really it's grown the market and has helped the helped our business considerably. And um, before I let you go, Chris, just a, a quick quick answer uh, session of uh, get to know the guest. So I'm just going to ask you a few little questions just for quick answers, mate. Okay. So we'll go with favorite drink. Favorite drink, cocktail? You're talking about? Uh, whatever you, whatever you want. Yeah, I would say uh, Middleton Irish whiskey is probably my favorite drink. Oh, okay, nice. I like the old uh, bourbon and whiskeys and that. So nice. And um, favorite holiday destination? 
boy, a, a Greek island. And I'll tell you, I've been to like 10 of them. And you could pick any wow. one of the 10 would be, I, I could say, yeah, sure. That might be my favorite. I'll give you one that's a little bit of a sleeper, Syros in the okay. uh, Cyclades. Uh, it's one of my favorite islands. I love that one. Nice, nice. Not one I must admit that I know of. Um, favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, man, you're asking me tough ones. Uh, <laughs> I'd say espresso chip. Okay. Uh, favorite music? I'm a blues fan. And nice. uh, one, of, one of your countrymen is probably my favorite, who just passed away in this last year, Peter Green from the old Fleetwood Mac before wow. the girls were in the band. I love Peter Green. Nice. My wife uh, likes some of the old Fleetwood Mac songs. Um, favorite time of the year? Um. Uh, I'd say fall, probably October. Nice. Uh, do you prefer sides or totals? Oh, sides, a million percent. <laughs> favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie, Young Frankenstein, I think is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, that is different. Um, a podcast that you're not involved with that you'd recommend to our listeners, Chris? uh boy you know my daughter just turned me on to the one the other day with uh jason bateman uh ty burrell i can't remember the third guy's name he was on will and grace but i listen i mean a great podcast they get everybody from you know they've had paul mccartney on to uh you know neil degrasse tyson uh they're really they're smart guys and really funny and that's a great podcast i think it's called smart less is their okay. name of the podcast very good wow very good um right chris uh where can people find you and sorry i should have said at the start um, where can people buy buy your book uh the best place is on amazon which i understand uh some people in the uk have had trouble getting it on yes. amazon I've heard, you know, a couple people, I guess probably because of your podcast, just uh, tweeted me in the last couple of days, want to get it. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call my publisher, Anthony Curtis from Huntington Press and see if there's a way uh, for me to maybe mail them personally to these people. Because I think uh, I've actually know a couple people in the UK and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I was actually looking to move to the UK a while ago. My wife and I thought maybe we'd do a couple years over there. We thought it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we honeymooned in the UK. So I love the UK. I love the people of the UK. Uh, and I'd love for them to get my books. I'm going to try to figure out a way to do that. Um, but Amazon for most people, I would say, but I'm going to work with Huntington Press and see if there's a way we could, we could somehow have it delivered to uh, people that want to buy it in the UK. It may cost a little extra. Matter of fact, I'm sure it will. But uh, you know, hopefully, we'll make it worth their while. Yeah, I um, I would love to. I, I would. I, 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 there is. It is a. It's so hard to find your book. Obviously, as I said earlier about my wife, and that she couldn't find it anywhere. And even when I've looked, it's it's so hard without paying astronomical shipping charges. Um, that's that's more than the book. Um, that it, it is insane. I'm due to be out in the states hopefully soon, so I'm hoping I've, I can maybe order it to a hotel or something over there and and sort something out that way. But yeah, yeah um, any way around it, um, I'd definitely love to love to read it because I think it's uh, it'll be uh, as I say, I've heard plenty of them story times from from over the years, so it'll be uh, it'll be good to hear the ones that I haven't heard. Well, I and think I, you're doing it. I really do. Yeah, definitely. And how about on uh, on Twitter and, and anywhere else they can find you? Obviously on Gil's, Gil's podcast. Yeah, uh, well, the easiest way to follow me on Twitter is just at Andrews Sports. 
And, uh, you know, I try to put out, you know, I get, I've got 30,000 some followers. So I try to put out interesting stuff, you know, mostly sports related, but some of the other things too. And uh, I definitely don't try to get it too negativity. I know that's kind of a disease on Twitter. I try to stay away from that. Uh, but that's the best place to find me, uh, Andrew Sports. Or if you're watching VSIN, I'm on every Monday with Gil and then usually a couple other times during the week. And uh, every so often I do a horse racing podcast with Ron Flatter, who's part of the VSIN family. So, uh, you know, those are the places to find me. Perfect. Chris, really appreciate your time. Absolute honor to have you on. And I wish you all the best of luck in everything over the season and life and in future with the books and that. And well, thank, um, hopefully, thank you. And I got to tell you, it's a pleasure doing this with you. It really is. It's a, it's a labor of love, I would say. <laughs> thank you. No, it's great. It's, I've met so many wonderful people and everyone's so welcoming. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to talk again soon, Chris. Hopefully, okay. uh, maybe, maybe a Chiefs Pittsburgh AFC uh, championship <laughs> game and maybe we'll sort something out. <laughs> you never know, I guess. Stranger things have happened. Definitely. Thank you. And everyone for listening, thank you. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, I'll be back hopefully Friday night with uh, the Player Props podcast. And we'll, we'll go again with that side of it. Appreciate everyone listening. Thank you. Goodbye, Chris. Speak soon, okay. my friend. Yes, sir. See you later.